0: Brush up your Shakespeare Stop quoting him now Brush up your Shakespeare And the women you will wow Just to claim a few lines from Othello And i will think you're a heck of a fella If your blonde won't respond when you flatter her Tell her what pony, po Cleo, patter And if still to be shot, she pretends well. Just remind her that
1: all's well, that ends well. Kia ora, welcome back to Coast Access Radio. It's time for Focus on Arts again, and we haven't had a lot of content lately <laughs> due to the big C word. But our lovely neighbour, Janet Bailey, the curator and director of Mahara Gallery, is just down the hallway. So welcome back mm. into the studio, neighbour. Kia
2: ora, Tanya, really nice to see you in the studio again yeah I know it feels like on the one someone was describing to me earlier it feels like wading through treacle sometimes you know you feel like you're you are working and you're trying to keep things going and on the other hand you're not making much progress
1: with a broken jandalon yeah. through the treacle
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway we've, we've had those moments but um, yeah today I've got some exciting bits of news that um, <clears throat> are sort of the fruition of the last few months, not months, sorry, last few weeks of discussions and negotiations. And um, shall I tell you?
1: You should because it was so <laughs> exciting. You said you've got some almost like da-da-da, breaking news. I want a drum roll. And then this morning you sort of accosted me down in Mahara Place in the sunshine to point and say, look, uh-huh. look. So tell us.
2: Oh, well, well, this is big news for... Um, First of all, why can I? because you know there's been a few businesses and shops come and go in you know various parts of mahara place so and um I was aware of some empty shops over Christmas, but was we were still quite busy after the move and you know resettling into the new office, and obviously, yeah, for all sorts of reasons, I thought, uh, in the new year, I will contact. One of the owners of one of these empty premises and see if we can do the you know the odd pop-up show and lo and behold there was an email from someone um, who we know um, who was actually offering us one of these offices um, as a temporary pop-up gallery so this is what we're able to um, let everyone know now there's basically three new Entities, if you like. There's um, there's a cafe, a new one coming, which is not open yet, but um, everyone will be anticipating that. Mm-hmm. Carl Felipe um, with a patisserie. And then there's Mahara Iti, which will be the name of our new temporary pop-up gallery. Oh, cool. And we are joined um, with a, a sort of a, a couple of open doorways between uh, to Andrew Sexton Architecture, who is relocating his office from Wellington. He's been uh, commuting, basically, from his home base um, in Pika mm. uh to an office in central Wellington for 12 years. And um, like a number of people, you know, the, uh, you know, the, all the challenges, I guess, that we've faced recently, you know, make you sometimes reconsider you know, how you're going to work and where and your priorities and so he's making that big move and bringing some of his workers up from Wellington and um, I was just looking at progress on the um, building a few days ago and um, his wife Julianne said, that um, they've actually discovered a, a new architect they didn't know about. Well, I think he's been here for some time, but a company yeah. architect who's joining their crew on Monday. So, And and all of their new appointments are going to be local people. So it's a, it's a real kind of, it felt, felt, first of all, like a vote of confidence um, because what he wanted, what he was planning to do long term, he's taken two offices side by side. This is... They're called um, um, Shop 6 and 7 Mm -hmm. at number 2. So it's just down from the old main road um, and sort of opposite the Sushimi Cafe and next door to the Cameo Pop-Up Centre. So he he took the two shop sites and he was planning to put a gallery into the one half of his own and... um, and he will still do that. But then he realised um, that we didn't have a, a visual presence. And, you know, it was one reason that, you know, people were keen for us to stay is because the gallery, um, you know, was was another interesting and enjoyable place to pop in and chat to people and see interesting stuff, pick up some local art, mm-hmm. you know, um, and people have been missing it and um so what it does is give us um it's four point two meters square, so it's got uh two or three really good long exhibition walls and a street front with a big window uh and in the front bay will run a small amount of retail um But it'll give someone to, you know, somewhere people can call in and find out what's happening with, you know, the redevelopment and, um, yeah, just to catch up with artists and see. uh, The shows will change on a, I haven't quite sort of decided yet, maybe six-weekly, even a slightly longer basis. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, in the time of covid there's a few uncertainties, and there's a lot of people not um, out in the usual way. So we know that the first, you know, few weeks are going to be quiet-ish, but we're still looking forward to seeing people. And obviously, just uh, to remind people that to enter the premise, um, they need to be have a vaccine pass mm-hmm. and wear a mask. Um, So uh, can I tell you about our first show? Yeah, absolutely. That's why (laughs) you're here. Bring it on. (laughs) I'll just zip up. Uh, So um, we are showing uh, some work by a little known but um, highly um, uh, rewarded already young artist called Mizuho Nishioka And the backstory of Mizuho was that... um, When I was at Mahara Gallery back in 2009, we we did a big show of um, Mirik's music, you know, the the famous artist. So we had this Mm -hmm. big touring show and we had Mirik there doing a floor talk and the gallery was chocker with people. And we were sitting at the front desk waiting for... Our twenty thousandth visitor to walk through mm. the door, so we could pounce on them, and it was Mizuho. Oh no! And it was Mizuho, and she uh, she's obviously uh, she's from Japan, Japanese, and she had come to New Zealand originally. I'm not quite sure. Maybe it was uh, yeah, as a photographer, she was she had kind of spent some time with and uh, documenting him. Oh wow! And so um, that was the first time we met her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, took a photograph outside and, you know, seventh thousandth visitor was pretty exciting at the time. And then she went on in her work in photography, studying at Massey University, where she became um, the first uh, person to uh, have a PhD in creative photography. Uh, and... Um, so I had a show of her work, which had changed quite a lot. It was no longer a black and white documentary, which, which is how she would have been recording uh, Merrick. But um, so she works with um, digital image making and um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of manipulation of photographic files. Um, and the show that we had of hers at Mahara in our new space, which was quite a modest little space was called machine time nature time and it was sort of a collapsing and swapping and exploring and investigating the the sort of relationship between represent you know visual representation and a you know a photographic form and how the image itself is actually made at a quite a cellular level and 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 how that relates to the natural world so it was it sort of sounds quite um Quite pointy-headed, I think someone once (laughs) said. But actually, the images are luscious and beautiful, and um, large and probably three-dimensional. Got great presence. Well, they 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 look they feel like you're sort of going into the interior almost, and into the almost the substrate, and and they've got um, sparkling highlights. It's like it's like stepping inside a jewel almost. That Brilliant. is That has sort of been um, split apart, you know, and like you're inside it. I don't know if I'm describing that very well. But anyway, so Mizuho's career has really, you know, um, advanced a lot. And uh, she's in recent, uh, last couple of years, been teaching in uh, photographic uh work in the design school at victoria university of wellington uh Te and um, exhibiting internationally as well as around new zealand and then i think last november she was approached by um an organization called the european culture center to submit a proposal for an exhibition that um, they were developing along the theme of uh, personal structures, which is something she has been photographing and exhibiting more recently. So she put together a proposal. Um, she had, I think, two interviews. This is all remotely, of course, and then another one um, with a curator. And they, as a result, they've offered her an opportunity to exhibit her work in the Venice Biennale, so if you're an artist, this is like being invited to you know, take part in the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, it's the Olympics of the art world. And Venice, uh, this it happens every two years. It's been, I'm not quite sure how many years it's been running, sort of, I think perhaps since the 30s. So it's highly prestigious international art event that in the normal course of events, thousands of people would visit. Mm. And... Um, Many company, uh, sorry, countries are represented by they. They put forward an artist or a, and a team, a curatorial team. So New Zealand is is officially represented this year by Yuki Kihara, who interestingly is also part Japanese, and and part Samoan. But she uh, developed as an artist uh, starting out at design school in Wellington. So Wellington features quite strongly and mm-hmm. and this yeah, these people's creative stories um and i remember yeah she was um anyway going off on a bit of a tangent yuki is a very interesting character and artist and i remember she sort of hit the news i think she was studying fashion design at wellington school of design and she designed these t-shirts that played on the titles of well-known uh, major corporations like the warehouse um, and um, Countdown and produced um, T-shirts with with names that were slightly titles that were slightly offensive to some people, but they were bought by Tepapa and included in an exhibition there. Wow. And and she's she, her, her career has also been quite stratospheric since then, so she is our official representative of New Zealand at the Venice Biennale, with major funding from Creative New Zealand and a curatorial team. And um, she uh, is a Pacific-focused uh, artist who works in uh, you know really fascinating contemporary areas of. Um, uh, gender identity. Uh, she's, I suppose, you, you might call, I, I don't know, is it third gender? She's whaewhine, so uh, was born male and has transitioned to female. But, um, And she's also working in not only gender stereotypes, but racial and cultural stereotypes, reworking colonial imagery of, you know, the dusky maiden um, in the Pacific context, Um so anyway, her her work is fascinating, and will be in Venice, and and also uh, Mizuho will be there as an independent person, without quite the same level of you know official backing. But uh, we thought this is this will be a, a a lovely show for us to do that will be um, easy to get together and put on the walls. It hasn't, it's work from the last uh, two years of her life work that's been shown in South Island venues, but not at all in the North Island. Mm. And she's a Kapiti-based artist and um, living in Pakakariki, obviously working in Wellington, but in a way not so well known, not as well known as she should be. So I thought we can, we can celebrate this uh, achievement and um, maybe she will physically get there, or we don't know at the moment. Her, her show runs in the Palazzo Bambo from um, uh, late April to November. So she's basically at the moment doing prints, new prints, and sending them over. And, uh, you know, if we can support that project in any way and just let more people know about... Um, you know the great honour that that has been extended to Mizuho as well to um, to show amongst um, someone said you know to basically be you know uh, shoulder to shoulder with the creative giants you know of the yeah. art world and and I mean um, personally I haven't made it <coughs> to Venice Biennale but it's it, it, because it runs over sort of six months or so and um, obviously pre COVID Venice was a mega for tourists anyway. But then art tourists it'd be like the Khans of, you know, the film world. So there's all sorts of, you know, art dealers and artists and curators and 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 really interested um audiences and buyers, very, you know, knowledgeable and it's it's a really um great opportunity.
1: Great exposure, eh?
2: Yeah. So we're um I'm sort of nervous to use the word opening, but we're we're putting a show up next week. And uh, we will um, celebrate it in in a way that's appropriate next Thursday, the um, 17th, and it'll be open to the public from Friday, the 18th. So basically Mahara Iti, which means Mahara Small, um, will be running uh, during the week. Not weekends, but weekdays, Monday to Friday, 10 to 4. Um, and we've brought on um, some more local people to help us. Mm-hmm. Um, artist um, Kate Hartman, of course you know. Yes. And Sandra Smiley, who yes. you've spoken with yep. here. And um, a lovely young woman called Alex, who was a volunteer at Mahara for many years and... Um, and then went off to do her uh degree in computer design is back on the coast, and so we're able to offer her some work, which is really nice cool yeah so it's it's kind of it's going to be an inter an interim um place and while the rebuilding um, moves on it's going quite well at the moment um you know we Announced uh, a couple of weeks ago about a major sponsorship confirmed with Coastlands Shopping Town. Yeah, wasn't it a hundred and fifty thousand dollars? That's correct. Yeah, wow. yeah. So some people got a bit um, worried because they thought that the the new gallery was going to be called Coastlands Mahara <laughs> or something. Yeah, but it's not. It's be be rest assured, we retain the name Mahara, which is obviously um very important to this area mm. and um and to the history of, you know, why can I and the gallery and and locally we so yeah, Coastlands are sponsoring the bigger gallery on the ground floor, which will be where bigger district shows will take place and touring shows. Mm-hmm. But on the first floor, um we will have a dedicated solo or local artist space alongside um, a more of a heritage-focused space. So, yeah, that's all going along quite well.
1: Well, you have artists in residence, so you can have um, someone there for a few days at a time, like because you're going to have such different spaces compared to what it was before.
2: Yeah, well, um, it's a lovely... I love that term, and I've always talked about... Um, Developing an artist residency as part of the new gallery. At the moment, our challenges are raising the next lot of money and getting in place what, what, is, what you're going to need to function in this new building, which is going to cost more to run mm. and it's going to need more staff. So we're working through that at the moment. Um, But um, certainly, yeah, the concept is great and... Residency implies you have to give them a bed. Oh, right! <laughs> <laughs> you have to give them accommodation. Some accommodation and also a stipend. So artists, uh, like other professional people, they they have bills. They've been often, you know, professionally trained. They might have spent five or ten or however many years, like um, you know. Uh, yuki and mizuho basically getting to the point where the art goes on the wall so um all of it including the gallery itself takes all of this work behind the scenes to create what happens when you walk in and you find an artist sitting there or giving a floor talk or their work on the walls it's they're professional people so so um the residency will uh, perhaps be a, you know a separate project in terms of fundraising. It's certainly still on my radar mm-hmm. and we've certainly managed to get a this is quite a big deal, apparently just a, in a collection store, having a workstation where someone can sit you know with a chair mm. at a desk and maybe have a laptop. and these things you know each of those bits of the building cost, And you've got to allow that space, but that's why I made that, you know, sure that we had that in the collection store. So a residency might be a curator, it might be a poet, it might be a writer or an art history student as well as an actual artist. And it could go anywhere from three weeks to three months, you know, Mm -hmm. because as I said, we need to find some money to pay them to be here and do some work but the lovely thing about having an artist or or anyone any creative person is part of an obligation or an expectation of a residency residency is that you you do your work while you're there but you also bring something to the community and you you give workshops or talks and um, it's a really nice way to extend the way the gallery sort of engages with different audiences or they might go to a you know, some schools and offer workshops there, so it's it's a it's like a an outreach component mm. to your normal program. Mm. Yeah, but we yeah just to go back to the other spaces. So, if you uh, say in the new gallery, Mizuho's show would have gone into the solo local artist gallery, which is a bit of both. It's it's it'll be prioritising Kapiti artists, but not always. And, you know, there's. Um, there might be other artists with a solo show they want to do. And on the ground floor, the bigger district gallery show, uh, gallery, um, bigger district gallery for bigger shows, curated shows. And in the, the front area that's facing out onto Countdown, there'll be a community gallery space. Okay. So the... I guess the other thing um, to talk about is um, yeah we've aside from this new temporary gallery we've in recent weeks also been working with local schools and Seen delivering on a, social de- media de- yeah, yeah delivering our, our new project down at Namamu which was just gorgeous and usually we would finish that process by bringing the art back into the gallery and producing a book that records all of their creative work, but also some of them write poetry and they write about making art. And also this year, we engaged Himiona Grace uh, as a filmmaker and photographer, and he recorded the art. But what we had to do this year, because we didn't have a gallery, um, was actually do it all on site at Namanu and the artworks literally, We're just done uh, up for a few hours. Some of them blew a little bit away as they were being made. Luckily, mostly the weather held. And in fact, the first day, was really hot. Um, And I saw the first three days and the third day was just gorgeous. I think if you look on, well, they were all gorgeous, but um, if you look on the gallery's Facebook, you'll see that the the tamariki made um, clay heads. Yeah attached to tree trunks and some of them also made geckos and when I got there at about you know I had half an hour to take a few shots with the iPad and there were children who didn't want to go on the walk back up to the lockout, uh, Lookout, they wanted to stay and make more geckos oh, and they helpful. wanted me to go through the bush with them and find their creatures which were kind of you know camouflage some of them and they were quite small and delicate and you really had to use your eyes but they so it'd be, it would be lovely to you know know if public came afterwards and found them because they obviously stayed up longer, being attached to trees and being made of clay. Mm. Uh, but the ones uh, the first couple of days they made uh, self portraits and all natural materials on the grass out of you know fern and twigs and grass and and um, oh, just all kinds of um, textures and shapes and each child made their own. Um, And then the second day they did weaving with um, uh, grasses and cabbage tree leaves and fern and, and bamboo, I think, and some of them were, they were quite tall. And um, quite abstract, but they yeah. and quite hard to do too, because the weaving weaving is actually quite uh, difficult. Mm-hmm. And these are eight eight to ten year
1: old children, and different consistencies as well. So yeah. it's quite hard to hold and yeah. manipulate at the same yeah. time.
2: But they loved it. They all yeah. you know loved just the opportunity to be at Namanu, which is obviously a very special place, and mm-hmm. they're outdoors in a different environment. However, we did we did get um, impacted more as the week went on by um, the big O that's been marching through mm. uh, our schools and community. So uh, we're not quite at the end. We hope that we can reconvene for the final parts of the project in, in a few weeks. Uh, we had uh, three classes from Ōtaki Kura and two from uh to and it was the final class uh weren't able to attend um, would have been this week so we hope we can work with them perhaps even on another site so that they get to experience it too because they loved it they loved it
1: magical magical and educational at the same time and I Yeah just you just made a new word. Ma- magicational educational Magication. oh, Magication. let's, <laughs> let's go with that we're just about out of time too but um Look, Mahara is always looking for friends and looking for yes. people to give a koha and a donation. Best way is probably just to go to your website, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, we've had people um just out of the blue say, I'm gonna give you a monthly donation of twenty twenty five that really that it's really heartwarming and it it's obviously we need to be self sustaining. You know, yeah. you can't just live on grants and well, you can try but it's harder. Well, it's nice so. to
1: know the local community are getting it. They're, they're behind it. They're, yes. They're feeling the spark. Getting excited. Yeah. Very. They know it's not gone away. Yeah. It's just there are things happening behind the scenes. Yeah. All right. Well, keep us up to date. All Hello. the best for next week. I'll be popping down to have a nosy. It looks like Hello. a great, bright space.
2: Yes. And yeah, It's lovely. I- Thank you so much, and thank you for your support.
1: Oh, all the time, of course. (laughs) That's Janet Bailey from Mahara Gallery, so make sure you pop down to Mahara Gallery next week and keep popping down and seeing what's happening. Bring your vaccine pass with you. Remember to go to their website, Mahara Gallery, and Google them for all the details. You've been listening to Focus on Arts on Coast Access Radio 104.7. Catch you next time. Ka kite.
0: Shakespeare, stop quoting him now, brush up your Shakespeare, and the women you will wow, if your girl is a Washington Heights dream, treat the kid to a Midsummer's night dream, if she fights when her clothes you are mussing, what a clothes much you do about nothing, if she says your behavior is heinous, kick her right in the Coriolanus, and Shakespeare, and they'll cow, And they'll cow, And they cow, I trow. And they all...